Welcome to the house of infinite possibility, where all things are possible, if you can dream them. Welcome back to the house of eternal return. If you haven't listened to part one of this tantalizing tale, I suggest you do before listening to this one. We return to the story of Zip and his talking tattoo. Oh my god! What the fuck? I said in shock as I immediately backed away from the toilet and tried to leave the bathroom. I tripped over the pants that I'd lowered and, honestly, I don't know what I was thinking. The thing I was trying to get away from was attached to my arm. Either way, I covered my bathroom in piss, trying to run away from a talking tattoo. Calm down! Calm down! It shrieked. Calming down was impossible at that point. I was sitting along the wall, pants at my ankles, staring at the pair of zipped lips that had been etched into my arm. Panic refused to abandon me, and my breaths became quick and shallow as the horror of what was happening to me began to set in. Calm down! Calm down! I smacked my arm, hoping that maybe it could feel, and that maybe it would stop telling me to calm down. Asshole! It said to me. I guess that meant it could, in fact, feel. I definitely couldn't go out in public with this thing shrieking and me having to hit myself to make it shut up. I was at a loss on what to do next. I certainly couldn't tell anyone what was going on. They would think that I'd lost my mind. I paced around my apartment for what felt like hours, and honestly, it probably was. By the time that I was actually tired enough to lie back down and ignore the muttering lips on my arm, I began to see the sun peak over the horizon. I got back into bed and wrapped my arm several times over in a separate sheet, hoping that the sheet would muffle the sounds of the shrieking lips. While it helped a little, it didn't completely drown out the sounds, but it didn't drown them out enough for me to be able to drift off to sleep and, hopefully, wake up with a solution to this madness. I woke up a few hours later hoping that the memories I had of the talking tattoo had all been a dream. But, just a few minutes of me being awake and hearing the muffled screams beneath the sheep wrapped around my arm told me that my hopes were in fact unfulfilled. I began to pace yet again and think of a solution. Tattoo removal is what came to my mind. That would definitely do the trick. Or so I thought. I called the nearest tattoo removal service that I could find, which was a dreary three-hour drive away. I set up the soonest appointment, which was just a few days away, and tried my best to go about life as normal, which, with a talking pair of lips on my forearm, proved difficult. My dads came to visit me the next day, and the lips made snide remarks the entire night, which resulted in me getting in an argument with them because they thought it was me. They would mention things about their new kid's book, and the lips would shriek and say it was a terrible idea. They would ask me how my dating life was doing, and if I'd been seeing anyone. And while I initially say that I'm not looking for anything, or anyone in particular at the moment, the lips would contradict that the moment that my dad's back's turned. I'm lonely! 
they shrieked, which sent Pop into a frenzy. Do you want me to set you up with Claire's daughter or her son? Pop asked. Oh, and my work's wife's son just came out. He seems like a handsome fellow. Perhaps you want to go on a date with him? Pop became so focused on finding me a date that ultimately I just accepted whoever he thought would be the best candidate. Even though I knew I had every intention on canceling the date at the last minute. I didn't think the zip lips would allow me any opportunity to actually go on a proper date and be a person. Not that I was even talkative enough to go on a date in the first place. The day after that, Pete came to visit and the lips proceeded to shriek insults at him while Pete told the story of why his most recent girlfriend had broken up with him. Good for her, the lips said when Pete explained how she'd broken up with him. Lazy bum, the lips proclaimed when Pete explained that his ex accused him of never doing housework. Pete thought that all of those words came from me. Granted, the things that the lips said were never far from my own mind, but I could have never said them out loud. I would have never made my friend Pete feel bad. By the end of the night, Pete was in tears wondering why I would be so mean to him, and I couldn't explain. The tattoo would not speak if it was being looked at, and I could never prove that they could speak, and the words didn't come from me. Pete left my house sad, despondent, and possibly angry, and there was absolutely nothing I could have said to him. The next day, I got a frantic call from a mutual friend of mine in Pete's, Pete had hung himself in his garage. He'd left a note. He'd said that he realized that he was a terrible person and that life wasn't meant for him. In the note, he'd thanked me for helping him realize that. My heart sank. This god-awful tattoo had killed my friend, and that was the last thing that it would do. I couldn't wait any longer for the removal. I had to get this thing off of me. I went into my kitchen and grabbed my biggest serrated knife and my biggest cutting board. As much as I wanted this thing off, I also did not want to ruin the marble. I threw my arm on the board and began to saw. I felt the flesh sway back and forth as the pieces of steel dug deep and still deeper into my arm. I soon hit bone and had to apply a bit more pressure to ensure that my forearm would no longer be connected to me. The blood squirted from my arm throughout the kitchen. Damn, the marble, I thought, as I cut through the last little bit of skin that attached that arm to the rest of my body. Delirium must have taken over because I couldn't stop myself from laughing as the tattoo on my now-severed arm shrieked in pain and questioned me. What have you done? I will die! What have you done? What have you done? It wasn't long before the lips stopped. They stopped shrieking. They stopped talking. They just stopped. My vision faded to black. 
I awakened surrounded by my dads and my brother. They all had this concerned look on their faces. Oh, honey, dad said. How are you feeling? I gave a weak smile and said nothing. I nodded my head in affirmation. It was good not to hear a voice respond for me. It wasn't long before a group of people came in to ask me questions about my mental state at the time that I willingly cut off my own forearm, and I decided to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but, at least in the way that I experienced it. That turned out to be a mistake. I was sent to stay in an inpatient psychiatric facility while awaiting trial for the manslaughter of my friend Pete. I tried to tell them it wasn't me, but they wouldn't listen. They insisted that the things that I told them were impossible. Now that I've been locked up here for a few months, I can feel it start to happen again. There's a shrill whisper coming from within my pants. It's saying things that I would never say. It's telling people things that they shouldn't hear, and... Locked up in this facility, I don't have the means to stop it. Maybe I can find a way out of here. Or better yet, maybe I can find a way to sever my not-visible tattoo from me. Join us next time as we uncover the house's next possibility.